This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome into the Danny Mac Podcast. Thanks for giving me some time today. I have lots of NFL stuff to talk about with you, and I have to tell you the honest-to-God truth, and I always do. It's not something unique to this one. I I don't remember ever a time in the NFL's offseason where I have been this jacked to dig into every day there is news or speculation about the upcoming draft, and we haven't even gotten to the combine yet. And it titillates me. It's going to be a thrill ride, especially in and around Chicagoland, everywhere in the NFC North. Uh, You know, Lions fans looking for that uptick. And I'm wondering if this year's Lions, which lost in the NFC Championship game to San Francisco, are the 84 Bears who lost to the Niners and then came back the next year, just knowing it was their turn And you know what happened in that 85 season. I'm just wondering that from a Lions standpoint. And at Bet Rivers right now, the Lions are a real good play. Check it out. Wagering never ends. Um, Look at your Bet Rivers app and find out what you can get on Super Bowl odds and see how good the prices are or how bad they are. Detroit, just to win the NFC, is plus 550 this morning at Bet Rivers. I like that very, very much. The Bears, in case you're you know thinking the Bears are going to really hit the home run with their trades and draft selections and free agent movement, and there's cap space available again, uh, they're plus 1,600 to win the NFC, 16 to 1. That's not where my money's going. I was driving downtown Wednesday night to have pizza with uh, – Mark Grody, my old colleague at The Score, and still a very trusted friend. And uh, the pizza did not deliver, but the company did. I know, you go downtown and you don't have good pizza. Um, Some things aren't as we remember them. And he was, if you've known Grody's reputation over the years on The Score as a Bears guy, incredibly enthusiastic about all of the opportunities that are in front of general manager Ryan Poles right now, just like he was last year sitting with the first and ninth picks in the upcoming draft. And the speculation is heavy. He will trade down likely still getting a quarterback, but if I'm reading the room correctly, what, Many expect polls to do is slide down because almost everybody in the top 10, well, there's a few exceptions and I'll go over the list in a second of team. They're looking for quarterbacks. So you can't run the risk. If he likes the first four or maybe even the first five quarterbacks in this so-called quarterback rich draft, then it makes all the sense in the world to slide down. Because you know the commanders at number two want the successor 
to Sam Howell. He didn't quite deliver the goods like they thought he was going to do. The Patriots are sitting there at number three. They're ready to move on from Mac Jones. The Cardinals at four likely will not take a quarterback. Kyler Murray, still there, very expensive. You know, even by today's standards, still expensive because of the absence of consistent production and his ability to stay healthy. They're going to stay with him. They need a wide receiver. It would be a lock for them to take Marvin Harrison Jr. at four. That's assuming quarterbacks go one, two, three. That's the best bet on the board. Harrison goes to the Cardinals. Then there's the Chargers at five. They don't need a quarterback. What polls can do, in effect, is is slide down one by MF and one on draft night. And there's really not much of a reason to do it now unless the number one, Caleb Williams, is unsignable, undraftable by Chicago, hypothetically, or Washington. And it's it's clear to everybody he won't go to those franchises. If that, in fact, is the message, that changes things. But what makes all the sense in the world, and I, if you're Ryan Poles, you got to figure like, man, it's you got the bases loaded and there's nobody out and you're standing at the dish and you're feeling pretty good about your recent draft record. Uh, in addition to freeing up salary cap space by the release of Eddie Jackson, moment of silence, number 39, number four, see you later, proof in the pudding, or bread in the pudding, as he said on my show a few years ago with Danny Parkins. Uh, there's all that draft capital available. Cody Whitehair also released. You you hold somebody hostage until the 11th hour. You take the new commander's front office, and you don't, unless, like I said, unless Williams is undraftable by either Chicago or Washington, you wait until you wait until the draft night, and then you slide down. And what do you take? You take their pick. You flip-flop picks in the first round, and you get there, maybe you get a third rounder in addition to that. And you know something that general managers often forget to recognize on draft night when they get excited about a guy or fear losing their guy is how valuable those second and third round picks down the road are. Especially if you're in a save-your-ass situation, and that's not the case for Commander's new skipper, Dan Quinn. He's not coaching for his job. It's a clean slate in Washington, Washington, as Ditka would say. So the Patriots, you slide down with Washington, you pick their pockets, you get their pick, and they pick down the road so they can take Caleb Williams, their desire. And then you flip with New England. You get one of their futures. <laughs> and you slide down number to number three. And if they take Derek May which would likely be the second quarterback cho chosen. And again, a lot of disinformation is going to come out of the combine next week. Lots of rumors. Who knows who may have an injury in the next couple months leading up to the draft. If there's a medical report that's sketchy, so much left to be learned with all these guys. And the kid from LSU is waiting in the wings. And so you slide down twice. If you're comfortable with the third guy, 
You say, go ahead, Washington. Take Caleb Williams. We'll take your future. We'll take the futures of the Patriots and the Cardinals as well. And the Chargers, obviously, at, at, at five won't take a quarterback because Jim Harbaugh has Justin Herbert. He's not going to take a quarterback. So you don't have to worry about your quarterback going number five. You could be content to slide down, but you don't want to flip with the Giants likely because Daniel Jones is done. Now, they also have the dilemma with the Giants of dealing with Saquon Barkley. Do they let him walk or do they bring him back expensively? And what has he done for the New York Giants? Not on him, man. They made the playoffs once. And he's such a dynamic player, but he's hurt so often. And so infrequently does a team led by a running back wind up hoisting the hoisting the trophy in February. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I say Pacheco, you say Pacheco. Uh, Very valuable with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's an 18-20 touch-a-game guy. He's good out of the backfield, catching the rock, catching the hoochie. Rock is too younger generation for me. I like hoochie because Jack Youngblood once said it. Jack Youngblood once played in Super Bowl fourteen on a broken leg. You know why? Because it was Sunday. Jack Youngblood, University of Florida. So you do some flipping. You accrue all of these second and third round picks for down the road when you can get a young GM to forget uh, about how valuable they are. At number seven, you've got Tennessee, and the Titans have Will Levis. They're not going to take a quarterback. So conceivably, you get – you get the benefit of the doubt of knowing the Cardinals, the Chargers, and the Titans are not going to take a quarterback. The Commanders, the Patriots, and the Giants will. So you're, you are sitting in the proverbial catbird seat. It's a dated expression. It lived longer because Hawk Harrelson was the voice of the White Sox until he was 75 years old. And then, of course... Uh, Atlanta at number eight, they'll, they'll draft a quarterback. Uh, I don't think Desmond Ritter Desmond threw the football at the 20. I don't think he's their answer. Bears have the nine. The jets are at 10. Are the jets a team that doesn't need a quarterback? Do you, you trust Aaron Rodgers at this point to come back from the Achilles injury? Maybe you do. You have to play that out. That doesn't mean you don't take a quarterback at 10 if you're the Jets. Especially if all of the other team, not all of them, but if a good chunk of the teams in front of you have left you with that opportunity. If you see uh, Joe Alt, the tackle from Notre Dame, get taken, and I saw him as high as six. Man, that's crazy. For all these teams that need quarterbacks to think a tackle could go number six, uh, there are wide receivers expected to go in the top 10. I saw a mock the other day. I can't pronounce the name of the outstanding Washington wide receiver, but I saw, I think it was Jeremiah uh, on uh, the crawl on uh, NFL Network that had the Bears taking the wide receiver. That's a little bit gluttonous with DJ Moore on the roster, but again, there's space available cap-wise if you want to do something else. How about the idea of trading 
and putting yourself in a position as much as you need a Joe Alt type, whether and the Bears need a center. And man, I'm I'm loath to think I'd endorse a center at number nine or even in the top dozen, 15 picks. He better be MF and good if you're gonna draft a center that high. The Colts drafted guard Quentin Nelson, I think, sixth a few years ago. And for three or four years, they were glad they did. But he's done the fizzle fest. He's not the player he was. Injuries have have truncated his career. And they can for anybody at any position. But that's part of the high risk factor. What is your reward for having a great guard? For how many years was Kyle Long the best player on the Bears? You can't be productive in January when your best player is an off-injured guard. That's not how it works. It's an exciting time. Grody called it a thrill ride. He's right. It it is exciting. Driving to the city, uh, Parkins and Spiegel on the score were doing a town hall QB one me a town hall meeting. And uh, I thought it was incredibly compelling. I love the genuine excitement. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that was a Parkins creation. Danny, very good at those sort of things. Make yourself a part of the story. Invite people in. Touch the people in the performance studios, in the Prudential building, and have Aurelio's Pizza for All. Uh, it was a great idea, and I, I loved it. Because right now, when I'm driving and I'm wanting to hear sports talk, if I'm not digging Neil Young or the Australian power quintet, ACDC, I want to hear NFL talk. That's it. I don't care about what happened in Indianapolis at the All-Star game. It's always a great part. I don't need to know. I, I, I don't need to know Tim Legler's opinion on Caitlin Clark in Iowa City or anything else basketball related. I just, it's not my flavor. I want to hear NFL talk. And the, the, the town hall QB1 meeting was fun. I wished I were there. <laughs> it sounded like a blast. And uh, great job by everybody on that show to, uh, to pull that off. Shane Reardon, the executive producer, Chris Tannehill, the best sound man in the business. Man, in most businesses, Chris Tannehill would be looking to kick the heels up and go into semi-retirement soon because he would have made so much money. To be the best at what you do in a big city and to have such a low ceiling from a salary standpoint just sucks donkey. It's just not right. But, hey, when you choose radio, that's that's what you get. Very few get paid big money, but man, is is that show fun? And he's a big reason why. So there's a pitch for all the guys behind the scenes who who make it happen. All the producers. That's the that's the real, and that's really the 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 bass guitar and the drums of of a radio show. The guys who do those sort of things. They don't go very far without the engine. Guys out front make the dough and get their names on the show but it's the guys who drive it behind the scenes who make it happen and those guys are very good at what they do the 49ers are the favorite to win Super Bowl 59 plus 550 on the Niners you know 
you're starting to wonder if Kyle Shanahan feels like a bad bat as much as you respect him as a play caller and as much as you like the Niners' balance offensively and how good they are defensively. They dodged bullets before they lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They were beaten twice in the playoffs. The Packers were kicking. In fact, I was watching that this morning. I punched in to see if Kyle Brandt was shouting today, you know, two weeks into the offseason. And NFL Network didn't have good morning football on. They were showing the top 10 games of the year. And the 49ers win over the Packers in round two was the fourth on the list. And just as I punched in, Jordan Love is taking his team down the field and the Packers are leading. And I'm like, man, around every corner of this Bears offseason, there is a reminder of what you don't have. The Packers have Jordan Love and you don't. And it's it's just it's just everywhere. I want to hear people talking about this. I want to hear potential scenarios. I, I'm more interested in ever than rumors. About because more is available on these guys than what they're used to be because of social media and you know ants at a picnic in every direction, and you don't know what to believe, what not to believe. But Williams's father is is a suspect in this drafting of of the star from USC. Uh, suspect is a type of guy who you know go over the list of. NFL quarterbacks whose dads were involved in their choice of colleges or pro teams. Jeff George out of Indianapolis is Warren Central High School. Is he going to Miami? Is he going to Purdue? Well, ultimately, it's Purdue. And then he transfers to Illinois, and his dad was at the front of that. Uh, you know, John Elway. There, there are a bunch of examples of guys who have, in the case of Elway, for those of you who don't remember, I won't play there. And so teams had to pass on him. Well, I, uh, I don't know if any of that's true, but uh, I hear that there's reason to believe it's, you know, what did, what did Carmen DeFalco once call it? Smoke signals being sent from Detroit. <laughs> he was looking for where there's smoke, there's fire, and he came up with smoke signals. We all come up with things from time to time like that. And I was reminded of one from former Bears quarterback Moses Moreno. I'll uh, I'll leave you with this nugget as I've been filling in the blanks on a writing project that I started a long time ago, and it's finally going to come to be an actual tangible product this summer. Can't give you the publication date yet, but uh, uh, something I've been working on, I've talked about long enough, so I won't do it anymore. But I was looking at for the section that's quote, sort of they said it quotes from people that are either alarming or indicate a, a guy's aggressive side or just maybe his inability to make speech from time to time. And it was Moses Moreno during the 98 season with the Bears, an awful season, Dave Wanstead's final as headmaster, the Bears finished 4-12. and And after Steve Stenstrom shit the bed in Week 12 uh, against Atlanta, Wanstead pointed to the rookie Moreno, the seventh-round pick out of Colorado State, to helm the ship for their date at the Big Sombrero in Tampa against Sam Weish's pumpkin-plotting Buccaneers. 
and Moreno guested on my show that week. And upon making his first NFL start, he said with quiet confidence, I'm here to claim my stake. <laughs> and Boers, Terry Boers and I giggled quietly. I didn't want to embarrass him, but uh, claim his stake he did. In the second quarter, he fired a touchdown strike of 21 yards to Curtis Conway, and the Bears took a 14-7 lead over the Buccaneers. But it wouldn't be enough. An ineffective Bears running game <laughs> left them in third and long all day. They were three for 17 on third down. That TD strike to Conway would be the only of Moses Moreno's career. He started only two more games. He appeared in nine NFL games. He started three of them. That one for the Bears in 98. Fast forward to 0-0 with the Chargers. He started twice for them, lost both of those starts, and didn't throw a touchdown pass in either. So I can say with confidence, and now you can share this with people next time you're looking for content at your neighborhood bar. Hey, let me tell you about Moses Moreno's only NFL touchdown pass. Curtis Conway caught it, and we all claimed our stakes. I'll take mine medium please. And uh, hopefully you oversalted it. So I don't need the A1. Thanking Sam Michael, who's the executive producer of the Danny Mac podcast. Adam Delavitt is the big boss at Bet Rivers. We also thank Randy Merkin, Alex Pastor, and Troy Mocker. Talk with you next week. Going to take a little time away, but that doesn't mean we won't have content for you. A couple of interviews coming up next week. What's the topic? Football. Have a great weekend. I'm Dan McNeil. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.